Praveen was nowhere to be found, only leaving behind a few clues, a cryptic tweet that got everyone's attention, and a sinister phone call to his friend Anita. So what happened that night after Praveen left the party? Or did something go wrong at the party? Did he, in fact, get in a fight with someone? Was he at the wrong place at the wrong time? Or did someone intentionally target Praveen? We didn't know they would drink in college, you know, so I think he was afraid to call us. So he called my daughter and she told him, don't call mom and dad, they are going to freak out. The people that drove in the car to the party was me, Nate. Nate was our other roommate. And Nate also worked with me at Sticks. And Praveen, our friend Ruben, and Kyle. I have no idea how how my husband drove that far. And all the way, I, I kept on telling him something happened, something happened. And he's like, nothing happened to him. You just pray he'll be okay, you know. You're listening to Speaking of Crime with your hosts, Gia and John. Praveen was very close with his parents and was very active, not only with his family, but also in school, sports, and other extracurricular activities. Even in his teenage years, when a lot of kids typically start to spend less time with their parents, Praveen always prioritized his parents and remained in daily contact with his family, even while he was living 350 miles away. To everyone that asked me about Praveen, I would say I can talk about him all day. Um, He was such a joy in our life. Um, He was just, I don't even remember him crying as a baby. You know, he, it's very, very hard to find a picture of him crying uh, as a baby. He was always smiling, laughing. He started um, walking at eight months. He started talking in sentences probably a little bit after one. Um, constantly, you couldn't shut him up. You know, he he was like a chatterbox, um, so, and that stayed on all his life. He was always. I mean, it was. I there were times that I used to say, "Can you just stop for a minute?" You know, like uh, even in his sleep, he would talk. You know, that's how he was. And as he grew up, he was such a loving family kid. You know, he has two sisters, very protective of them. And he was so close to us. Uh, he, he became very active in the church choir, in the youth activities. In the Indian community here, he was um, a dancer. So him and his sister, the older sister, were in a dance group. So every weekend they were doing programs somewhere. All the other days, it's practice. If they don't have a program, it's practice. So that's how they grew up. And um, in school, he was uh, active in everything, cross-country, running. He took a little bit of swimming lessons. Uh, He played um, basketball and volleyball for our church teams and football. And once he started high school, he got much more into sports. So he was like a varsity runner, a cross-country runner. And they went to state level. Uh, I think they were national qualifiers. Um, So they were really a good team there. And he was into DECA club. 
and even through DECA, he went to national level. So he was pretty much into everything. He touched his, uh, he, he put his foot in everything he could. Praveen was known to be a prankster, always joking and making people laugh. We spoke to Ashley and Praveen's friend Kyle, both of whom were at the party with Praveen the night he went missing. This is what they had to say. Yeah, Praveen would always like joke around, play pranks on us. He would try to like make people laugh with like his, he would always do like these accents, um, like uh, Australian accent, remember that? Yeah, like sometimes he would go out and like the whole night he would just talking in an Australian accent to everyone and then or like have a different accent. You just do silly stuff like that all the time and like just make random people laugh and, and stuff. And I think he had a gift of like always being like the life of the party. He would always have like the center, he would be the center of attention. And just cause like, he's just so funny. He just like cracked jokes about like anything. And he kind of like roast you, but it's like a funny kind of roast. And like, we'd always just laugh about that. I think like one of the things that he said about Kyle was like, he called him a coconut head. <laughs> And like, that was just like an ongoing joke, just like roasting each other, you know? Yeah, and I think he he brought, like, I always said he was kind of like, like everyone has like that one friend that's kind of the glue that holds everyone together. So I think he was bad for our friend group. Like he brought a lot of different people together, like all, he was like the mutual link. So yeah, but yeah, he was always joking, always, always in a positive mood, always, always making everyone laugh. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about the glue thing. I feel like he was the one that's like really like held us together. And I feel like even now, like, you know, eight years after everything happened, he's still like that glue that's like keeping us all together as like close friends. People didn't know what to make of his last tweet either. Was it Praveen just joking around or was he actually in a fight? Prior to Praveen's tweet at 11.17 p.m. that we mentioned last episode, which said, Bloody Knuckles. Guess I was in a fight. Hashtag back down. He had posted another tweet 11 minutes earlier. At 11.06 p.m., he posted a tweet that said, 99% of the time I have no idea what's going on. That one clearly was him just being his humorous self. So did something happen in those 11 minutes? Or was the second tweet just another joke? We asked Ashley and Kyle if they thought the tweet seemed odd or if it alarmed them once they couldn't find Praveen. No, I, he, was it a window or something? He like hurt his hand on a window at the party, something like that. And he was bleeding, like a complete accident. It was not a fight. And he tweeted that like, like not at all would we, could I think he would have been in a fight. Like I knew what it was from. It was him just like a, just like a joking tweet. Like, you know, people tweet random stuff. No, I, I, when I read that, I knew what it was, and I not, did not at all think it was he was actually in like a physical fight or anything. Yeah, it was actually from like a beer was propping a window open, and I think they kind of had it there. So like, if anybody tried to take the beer, um, it would kind of close on them. And I think that's like literally what happened because like one of our friends saw it actually happen, 
And when he did that, like it closed down and it cut his hand. And, you know, it's just funny because like his last tweet that he had was like, just kind of like a joke, trying to sound like a badass, like bloody knuckles gets, I was in a fight, but it's just him like, just like joking around about it, you know? And like, I'm sure like the next day he would have told us like, it would have been like a funny thing like you know, that we he'd always talk about, I bet, like the next day he told us about it. People that didn't know Praveen, I feel like they would have thought that like, oh, like this guy is like a troublemaker kind of thing. And I guess like Praveen was trying to go for that, like that look, I guess, I get uh, by tweeting that, trying to sound like a badass, but um, you know, it was all just for fun kind of thing. The weekend before Praveen went missing, he came to visit his parents. In fact, it was a surprise visit. After he went to college, he called us every single day. There was not a single day that he missed to call us. That's why when he was missing, I knew something was wrong. And he was missing home. He would come home every other weekend. The weekend that he's not coming here, he would go to his sister who was studying at St. Louis. So, you know, he was very, very close with us. He like to surprise us after he went to college he would take the train come to a union station in chicago call one of his friends get a ride and open the garage door and there he is you know and when he got the car he would drive 350 miles to come and surprise us even the weekend before even missing he was here and i told him not to come the snow was so bad but he came he came and surprised us. So in a way, I'm so glad, you know, we got a chance to see him just three days before he was gone. Praveen left uh, left here, you know, Praveen went missing on the 12th, but he left home on the 10th morning. And my husband had given him $50. Um, so he had that money and then he took food from home. So he did not buy much. And then he worked two days and he had tips you know like he was he was a delivery boy so he had tips with him so we know he had more than 50 dollars in his wallet uh, the only thing he bought was that that two four locos which was probably like five dollars or something like that um, so he had the 50 dollars and then the tips whatever he got with him Praveen and Ashley were not only cousins, but best friends. They had been friends pretty much since birth, playing together at family functions as kids and growing up together over the years. Ashley said that the party on February 12th was like any other, and nothing out of the ordinary took place at the house. Uh, so my dad and Praveen's dad are brothers. So my Praveen are just like cousins. We grew up together. We'd always go to each other's houses, like family parties and everything, like growing up. He was my best friend. After being at different high schools, the two of them wanted to go to college together. So they checked out colleges in Southern and Northern Illinois to find the one that they both would like to attend. And then uh, we went to rival high schools. We were still like pretty close, but you know, just having that rival rivalry. And uh, our juniors and senior year, we we're thinking about like, we knew that we were gonna go to college together, but we we're like trying to figure out where to go. We like 
checked out like Northern Illinois, but then we like picked Southern Illinois. Uh, we didn't like Northern Illinois as much, and then we just stuck with Southern Illinois without even visiting it. And did you guys, by any chance, like before? I mean, you were young, so you know, I never thought about these things either. But did you look at did you look at the crime statistics and see if it was a safe place to live at all? In Southern Illinois, yeah. The number one thing that we looked at was um, how the party life was, <laughs> and like apparently it was like a big party place in like the '90s, I think. And then um, after that, it like it didn't become. It wasn't as big of a party place. Yeah, we didn't really look into like crime and stuff over there. You look into it, you're just like, wow, like why would we pick that kind of place? And back then, like we also didn't think like racism. Like we we're in Chicago, and like you do see like racism like a little bit, but. It's not as big as and discrimination and prejudice. Like you don't see, you're kind of sheltered from that until you go to like the southern areas where you kind of experience it and kind of see it. And we didn't think about any of that stuff when uh, we were over there. We asked Ashley what the day leading up to the party was like. And if anything seemed off or out of the ordinary that day. Honestly, like, uh, I remember I just got home from class and I ate some, we were in, for me, we were like eating in the kitchen. I was eating some of like the food that his dad brought because he went back home that weekend before. And nothing really seemed off. It seemed like a regular kind of thing. We've heard of a party that was going on that night. So we're like, uh, might as well go. Praveen was at first a little hesitant to go to because he had an exam like that next day. But then uh, we're all just going. So he was like, all right, you know, I'll just come too. And like, everything just seemed like, kind of like normal, you know, nothing really off. Yeah, so the party was, there was a bartender. He worked at one of the clubs in Carbondale. And I knew him like a little bit because I worked at another bar in Carbondale too. So it was his birthday party. And it was just pretty much a pregame before going out to the bar. Then it was just pretty much like a regular kind of party. There was like beer pong, there was like, just music, just people there and talking. So nothing like too out of the extreme there. Ashley left the party early to head to work. Later on that night, when he saw his friends Kyle and Ruben arrive at Sticks, he wondered where Praveen was, but says he wasn't worried or anything when he noticed Praveen wasn't at the bar. Yeah, so I went to work. I was working the front door that day, so I was waiting for uh, my friends to come to the bar. So we went with, it was, the people that drove in the car to the party was me, Nate. Nate was our other roommate, and Nate also worked with me at Sticks, and Praveen, our friend Ruben, and Kyle. So I was working the front that night, and I saw Kyle and Ruben coming in, and uh, I asked them, like, well, where was Praveen? And they said, like, he kind of left. And I think Kyle actually texted Praveen when he got two sticks. And I figured that Praveen either went home or maybe he went through the back door of the sticks because there's like a front entrance and a back entrance. So I figured maybe Praveen went through the back entrance. I didn't think too much of it. And as the night progressed, I was just figured that he probably just went home. Sometimes Praveen likes to like just go home. We didn't know if like he just wanted to like go home, if he was even going to skip going to sticks and if he was just going to go home without even stopping by the bar. So I think that's probably why like, he didn't go with like, the other people that were with us. Oh, so you're not sure if he was even heading to Sticks or if he was actually heading straight home? Yeah, like, or like maybe he wanted to like head to Sticks. He just wanted to like leave the party, head to Sticks, say hi to me, or 
whatever and then head back or just go straight home like we weren't like too sure Unbeknownst to Ashley, none of their friends had heard from Praveen. And the next day, Praveen wasn't in class. The fact that he was considering skipping the party because he had an exam the next day made his absence in class even more alarming. As a very studious person, it was out of character for Praveen to miss classes. I got home around 3.30. And I remember I walked upstairs and I like tried to open his door, but it was locked. And I figured that he was probably sleeping. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll let him sleep. Because I knew he had the exam the next day, too. Then I just went to sleep. Didn't really think anything of it. And then the next morning, I think I woke up like at 10 or 11. Uh, Kyle called, texted me. He said that Praveen wasn't in class. So I was like, oh, shit, like, what's going on? So then I checked his door, and it was still locked. So I didn't know if he left early in the morning, locked it before he went somewhere. And... Uh, that's when we were kind of like trying to figure out what's going on. Did he often keep his door locked when he wasn't inside the room? Only like if we had like people over and stuff, if we're throwing a little like pregame at our place, sometimes he'll lock it. Just because like if we ever went out and like we brought back like some friends or something, like if somebody's going through like rooms or something, we just like sometimes locked it, but not all the time. So you didn't find that to be like unusual when you came home? that night a little but the night that I came home from sticks I didn't really find it unusual I think I did like in the back of my head it was a little unusual but I think uh, the fact that he had the exam the following day like really made me like not want to like try to knock on the door or something I feel like if I knocked on the door and like try to be like hey hey come on like I feel like he would have got really mad at me knowing that he gave the exam so the next day so I wasn't sure what was going on with Praveen. I figured like there's like multiple things going on. Like I was thinking, but I wasn't thinking that he was missing. I thought maybe he was that he went to a friend's place. Maybe he went to go visit someone like him being missing, missing didn't like cross my mind. And so I started like messaging like his friends and like our mutual friends, friends from back in Chicago, if they heard from Praveen. And everything, everybody just kept saying no. And I had a class, I remember that evening. So like, I remember I was like looking into it, but not looking hard into it just because I had the class. And I remember a funny thing is that the year before that, our friend Kyle, he went to a party or he was at, we were at all at a bar and then he went back with some other friends and he did not come back until the next day. So I thought maybe he's like, was in the same kind of situation. I don't want to like notify his parents and stuff until I like I knew something was wrong, like real wrong, you know. But yeah, I then called uh, my sister. I remember I called Priya. I remember when I told her like I, th- I think she was crying when I told her. And then you know we did call the police too. And I was so scared to like call Praveen's parents because it's just like just imagine I, in my head I was just like all right if I call his parents freak them out and then Praveen comes home. He's going to be like, dude, like, I'm in so much trouble. My parents are going to bring me back home. So that's why I was like, scared to call his parents. In typical teenage fashion, Praveen's friends assumed that he just went somewhere after the party and would be home later. But when Lovely finally heard that Praveen couldn't be located, she knew immediately that this wasn't typical behavior for her son. Right. Yeah. What happened was uh, his 
cousin is it's my husband's brother's son they grew up like as brothers so when they decided to go to college they wanted to go there they wanted to go so far away and they they were roommates um very close so i think we didn't know they would drink in college you know so i think he was afraid to call us so he called my daughter and she told him don't call mom and dad they are going to freak out you know so he's like she said look around so they were doing their own research in their own way before calling us and then um when they couldn't get an answer from any of his other friends priya said to have the police called so that's why he called the police and then the police called us he i think he was too scared to call us so right after class after i called like all of praveen's friends and our friends to see if like they knew or heard from praveen Kyle and I went to the house where the original house for the pre pregame was. We looked around there. We asked people if they saw Praveen. They said no. We looked around like around the property. Then I remember we called hospitals asking if somebody named Praveen came like checked in there. Uh I think we called like two hospitals, two or three hospitals, the ones nearby like the Carmendale area. They didn't hear anything. And that's when we were freaking out more so then we called the property manager. to see if he could unlock the door and i think like at that moment i was just like i hope he didn't like aspirate or something in he's in the room or something or something's going on and once we went upstairs on the property manager unlocked the door like i thought he would be there passed out or something but then he wasn't even there and then like i think my heart sunk even more cuz i'm like okay now like where is Praveen we ended up calling the police that day like right after that and the police then came to our apartment and we gave like a report on the night of february 12th back in morton grove lovely went to sleep with a heavy feeling totally unaware at this time that her son was missing she just had an intuition of something not being right as mothers often do So we went to bed the 13th morning I woke up with this I don't know some heavy feeling in my chest something I don't know what it was so I thought okay I will go to the employee health and take a day off I dropped off my youngest one in school I went to the chapel I mean I went to the hospital to see the nurse to get take a day off but I I was crying the whole ride in the car I'm crying for no reason So I went to the chapel and I sat there and you know always in your heart your kids are in college they are away so I'm like god please keep them safe and then I went to the nurse took a day off I came home and I slept the whole day in the evening I called my husband and I said I didn't cook anything buy something and he brought uh the greek food which I love I didn't even touch because it was meat See in our culture if something if somebody dies in your family you don't eat meat for 40 days so maybe the good lord was telling me you know don't touch it so he's like <laughs> he said what's wrong with you i said i don't know i don't feel like eating and then i was sitting here and the phone rang usually we have our tv on when we sit and talk and the his number comes up 
but we didn't even have the tv on so i didn't know who was calling i picked up the phone and i said hello and then the strange voice and he said uh, um this is carbondale police calling um is praveen home and i and i said no praveen is in college uh, what is it sir and he said um if praveen calls you give him this number we are looking for him he's been reported missing by his cousin and then he was ready to even before he said he was missing he said you know like um please tell him to call us here and then he was ready to hang up that's when i asked him is everything okay sir and then he said um your son has been reported missing by his cousin that was it you know and then he he hung up and i i just like i i didn't know what what to do i was like started screaming here and i screamed and you know we call him wawa wawa uh, is baby and i screamed to my husband i said they can't find wawa you know so the next thing i see him he's in the living room hugging on to the cross in the wall and he's crying and we just jumped into the car and we took off right away and my brother-in-law also came with us the whole ride i called him a million times and it went to the voicemail i i knew i knew somebody you know i was like i didn't think he he was gone i had a feeling that somebody got him and he's in a position that he cannot make a phone call that's how i was like you know and then there was so much snow on the way and i'm like my god what if somebody did something to him and he's buried in the snow you know like there's so many things that was going through my head until we got there 6 hours i have no idea how how my husband drove that far you know and all the way i i kept on telling him something happened something happened and he's like nothing happened to him he just pray he'll be okay you know Ashley was still thinking and hoping that this was most likely just a typical college occurrence and Praveen simply went somewhere after the party and would be home soon. He wasn't thinking that something had happened to his cousin and he was scared to call Praveen's parents. He knew they weren't supposed to be drinking and he was told to look out for his cousin. He didn't want to alert his aunt and uncle and make everyone worry if it wasn't actually serious. At that point I still didn't call Praveen's parents cuz I was just like scared you know i was like thinking like the police i didn't think the police would call his parents or probably should have but i was like 19 and dumb you know then i got a phone call from Praveen's parents saying that you know what's going on and then they said that they were on their way with Praveen's parents on the way and no one knowing where Praveen was panic set in his family and friends tried to call him repeatedly but had no luck reaching him as lovely mentioned It wasn't like Praveen at all to not call back or reply to his family or friends, which to them was a clear indication that he was in trouble. I remember the day after like when I woke up the following day, I called his phone, it rang a few times. So his phone was still on. Then like later on in the evening when I tried to call like it would go straight to voicemail.
Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online, at the same time. Correct. Next. You need the team to act on feedback fast, so you turn all those retro notes into JIRA tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.